And we are live. What's going on, everybody? Current FM. Uh, we are here with Luke from For King and Country. And uh, these guys have just been a total blessing to the body of Christ for uh, years now. And it's just a family of just blessed artists and musicians. And we thank you so much for being a part of the show today and uh, keep letting us keep up and catch up and find out what's going on with you guys. That's right, man. That's right. Man. Hey, well, first of all, thank you for taking the time uh, to hang out with me. I'm, I'm very grateful. And uh, man, I always enjoy these chats. Uh, getting to <laughs> chat with people all around America uh, today uh, is always a thrill. So thanks for taking the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out was that a political move you just did there, or if this is that, was that actually true? Because I, I get it. No, it's true. No, it's funny, man. I, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys. That, you know, for a lot of artists, they're like, "Oh, I got to do interviews today. I got to." And I actually, I enjoy people. I, I do that. That's a, people. God has given me a heart for people. I love people. I love getting to find out who they are, what what they're about, and uh, and vice versa. So, man, I'm, I, that's a true statement right there. Now, see, because I'm actually the same way. I, I This is what I do. So it's like I love, yeah. you know, talking to you guys. I love – well, first of all, I, one of the main reasons that I love talking to you guys is because – and I said this to David Crowder and I and I said it to pretty much everyone, uh, Taylor from Kane. I was like, you know, I love the fact that I get to encourage those who are encouraging millions of people. You know what I mean? Like that means the world to me. And I got to start off with this, with you guys, especially. Um, you guys write music that pierces the heart and ministers to people's hearts where like you can almost see scenarios that this music relates to. Is that done intentionally? Like, is, is it is it truly based off the stuff that you're going through and then you just translate it into music? Or is it is that part of your ministry where you're just saying, Hey, I want to tell these stories. And, yeah. and uh, where, where is your angle on that? Yeah. So I'll tell you a story. When we first got into music, I was, uh, I was 19. I had torn my ACL playing basketball uh, in a game. And uh, uh, I, I, I remember kind of asking God, God, like, what do you want for my life? And I went to my mom and said, mom, I, I don't know what God wants from me. I thought sports was kind of like my angle, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get and, it. Uh, she said, "She said, look, I think that by the time you graduate high school, there's gonna be one thing left for you to do." So, sure enough, I graduate high school, and and Joel comes to me and says, "Hey, what are you, what are you about writing some songs and singing on some demos?" And look, I'd never written a song before that. I'd, I'd grown up singing, you know. I think like a lot of people, grew up singing in the church and uh, loved to sing. Nobody ever taught me how to sing. It just kind of was something <laughs> I did. And uh, and so I, I came to writing songs. I mean, I wrote a lot of really bad songs for a lot of years. And I remember the first time I wrote a song that I was proud of. It was a song called Crave. It was on our very first album. Uh, that It ended up becoming the album title. But I probably wrote that now 13, 14 years ago. And I remember going, driving home after writing that song, and I put this song in a CD player, if we can even remember those. I put it in a CD player, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I, I remember saying to myself, if nobody ever hears this song, this song means something to me. And that changed the course of my songwriting career. I started writing songs that were comforting my own heart, uh, I started writing songs that were about the things that were going on internally versus things that I thought other people wanted to hear versus things I thought would convict or maybe challenge or inspire the people. I started making songs that would that would affect my heart that, you know, you said it, that would pierce my heart. And right. uh, that's what uh, that's what changed. Now, now, when, when you uh, when you your music videos, is that is that the same 
you know, kind of concept because your music videos are, are are also cinematically telling a story as well with the music. Um, and and you, I can tell you guys take that very seriously. Uh, so what is that process like? Yeah, well, we grew up making uh, really bad, you know, Indiana Jones spoofs, you know, like we grew, we grew up making, I think the now family, it was like, if, if you could create, you, your, your goal was to try and create something. Current FM has good news. The FCC has approved our application to triple our radio signal. We get to go up in power. We've been praying for this for so long, but we can't do this without your help. We are asking you to help fund this power increase as we'll need to buy a bigger transmitter and antenna. The price for these items alone will be approximately $75,000. Can you help us reach the amount needed so we can quickly get the power increase up and going? You can easily donate securely online at CurrentFM.com. You can also send in a check to Current FM, 3500 Virginia Beach Boulevard, Suite 201, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23452. We are nonprofit and tax deductible. It's because of your prayers that we received favor from the FCC, and we can't thank you enough for those prayers and for your financial support through the years. Help Current FM in reaching more people and seeing more lives changed in the years ahead. Right? And so I remember being a kid that would, would get killed off in the Indiana Jones spoofs because I couldn't remember my lines, so then I'd be behind <laughs> cameras and... And my older brother, Ben, uh, is a film director. And so when we think of music videos, we think of another opportunity to tell a story. But also it gives us kind of it takes us back to our childhood. And it's like, man, now we actually get budgets to play with and we can make, you know, make little short movies. And Absolutely. so in, in some cases, we think of music videos like we think of a movie. Uh, it just only goes for four and a half minutes. But we, we to, it translates. It, it totally translates. You guys do. You guys are wonderful at, and fascinating at telling stories. Uh, and I, I do have to ask you this because I know that uh, I'm a little bit older than you. So I mean, I know, <laughs> but but uh, I know that uh, there was a time where media and the body of Christ were not vibing together. You know, the the That's church right. just did not trust uh, media. Didn't trust Christian rock. Didn't trust you know drums in the church. We've come a long way, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, and so uh, with this new endeavor into uh, cinema and social media, how do you see the church? Because I, obviously I know it's changed the industry, right? It's changed the music industry and how things are done. So how has, has how, where do you see the relationship between media uh, and, 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 and music and the faith uh, in the future, how do you see that? What's your take on that? Well, one, one thing I will say is, uh, you know how to reach kids these days. You reach kids through the headphones that you're wearing, and uh, and also the, the the screens that they're looking at, right? And so, to me, we have to be in those places. Now, there's a lot of debate on how we get on those de- devices, right? But um, to me, it starts with being excellent at your craft. I think that people people forget like creativity is free. Right. And if we're in touch with the, the creator of the world, then our creativity should be good. I think everybody in the Christian world, they start saying things like, well, I don't have the budget to go do this or oh. I don't I, I don't have this to go do that. And it's like, man, that's a poor man's excuse uh, for for bad creativity. So to me, it, it gets back to like, man, um, you people should you know, I, I, I get a little bit of flack for this, but I love this quote. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi said years ago, you know, uh, preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. Yes, obviously, I hear we should, it. Obviously, we should use words, right? I'm not going to get into that debate. 
But I do think that if our work is excellent enough, it goes before us. You, yeah. you know, because when you when, when our work goes before us, the things that we say have extra weight. But if our work isn't good, it's only just our words. It falls short to me. I think it yeah, falls, and, and I think it falls on deaf ears. I I, I agree a hundred percent, which definitely leads me to you guys stage presence. You guys are it's so funny because you guys are take your stage presence just as seriously as you do your cinema, just as seriously as you do your music. Uh, you guys put on almost like the equivalent of a play uh, when you guys are on stage. Uh, is, 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 is theater a part of your family as well? <laughs> no, I just think that, I mean, I've often said this, I want to be the greatest entertainer in the world, not because for entertainment's sake, but because if I'm entertaining, people will listen. People will get off their phones. You got to think about, you know, in a show, let's say you got 3,000 people in a show. You, what, what you're competing with is their attention. You're competing with a phone. Because if you're boring, what do kids do? I just pull out their phone, you know, and they'll find something else more entertaining. I also think that Jesus, you know, I'm not a theologian, but uh, I, I guess I can play a theologian today. Uh, I think Jesus is one of the greatest entertainers in the world. You know why? Because he stole, told stories that changed the world.
misunderstood and the ones to blame What if we could start over, we could start over, we could start over Told stories that changed the world. Yeah, He's an entertainer. He right? captivated so people. Yeah, he captivated people. So, to me, um, we got to be able to do similar. You know, we got to be able to do. And look, I'm not doing it for the sake of people looking to me. I hope. I, I love this. I remember uh, Charles Spurgeon. He was a great, great teacher uh, in the UK. And there was a bunch of people that went over and uh, heard a couple of the, the leading preachers in England of the day. And they went to this other kind of church um, that was in London. And they were like, man, this, this guy that taught, oh, my goodness, the Lord has gifted him. He is so gifted. He's so talented. And then they, weren't, they, when they, then they went and heard Charles Spurgeon teach. And they left there and they said, what an amazing, amazing God that we serve. And my hope is, is that people wow, don't see your talent. Wow, that's so good. They don't see your talent. They see something far greater. And that, I think that's our hope. We've got to be excellent at it. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to say, you guys do a, a great job um, with that. Now, I do have to ask you this, um, because, you you know, there is the ministry side and then there's the industry side. And, and, and a lot of artists are, you know, want to come in and a lot of artists are like, hey, I, like music is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Yeah. I want to give this to God and I want to make a living out of it. Um, but there's a huge gulf of knowledge in between coming from uh, leading worship into uh that that industry side how do you balance out the industry side and the ministry side well i try not to listen to the industry <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean uh, industry industry is there right i think you got to have other people that you know in, in my case our father and my, my younger brother manage us and look they, they, that that's kind of for them uh, to focus on I, i'm not really i mean i don't follow really social media i don't really try to follow trends um, man, my, my goal is to, um, God has given me a, a, a gift set that is in some cases, like I'm not the most gifted person in the world. There's more gifted people. And I'm, I'm not saying that to be falsely humble. Like genuinely there's better singers, there's better songwriters, but we work hard. 
uh, with diligent with the, te- the gifts that, that have been given. And the other thing is, is man, sometimes people, ju- God just chooses certain people to use. Sometimes it's inexplainable. He gives me songs, man. I can tell, I literally can tell you, give you examples of songs that were dropped in my lap. I don't know where it came from. And then God gave it to me. And, and so the, it, it, if you can stay in tune, the other thing I will say this is people look at success in a really unique way. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. When yeah, people, yeah. when people, when people um, are worship leaders and they, they feel like they're being gifted to to be involved in music, well, man, if you're leading worship, that might be the mountaintop. It might keep going, but if you're comparing yourself and you're calling to other people's callings, it's a mistake. Ooh, ooh, that's good. That's good. That's that's good. Now, I, I, I listen, listen. Because of the amount of people that are going to see this and uh, talk about it, I, I do have to to ask you this because it's it's very you know everything you just said is very real. Like when when but when you are, are it goes back to the the the, the music that you are, are telling. When is it too? Is there ever a time where it's too personal to 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 share? Or is it that the most personal songs are the ones that, you know, do most of the work? Like the more vulnerable you are, the the higher your success or the the more people you reach. Or is it, does God have to give you the wisdom? And, and yeah, this is a hit. How does that work? That's a great question. You know, I, I, I nearly lost my son um, to a near SIDS accident um, four and a half years ago, maybe actually five years ago. Uh, and, uh, I actually saw him. We found him like when I called the ambulance, he was just out there, you know, I'm just not too far away from it. And we took him we nearly lost him. He, he, my, my wife prayed over him, brought him back to life. It was this crazy experience. Uh, he went to the hospital and they couldn't really find anything wrong with him. He just nearly died. Um, and, uh, I remember as I, that one stung that one, for whatever reason, there was something about like, when you go through something as an adult, um, you can process it differently when it happens to your kids. Uh, it's still to this day, man, I tell this story and I still get kind of weepy over it. And it's been five years, you know, since, and I remember sitting out on the, actually the porch just right here. And I remember praying and I said, God, you know, why do these things keep happening in my life? You know, I've had some, like, ever since I started music, I've had some, uh, you know, pain is relative, but I've had some unique struggles um over the course of of like the last 11 years and it started when i got involved in music um and um i I felt him very clearly say luke so that you will tell these stories because these stories reflect the goodness of my love for you and so all you have to do you don't have to be even be a good storyteller if it's personal and it's real just tell tell those stories and so there is probably a line um and that's really between my wife and i i guess you know, like we got, we got to, we got to discover that. And maybe there's been at times I've been maybe too honest, but, um, I felt God breathe life into it. And at the end of the day, if God, if, if there's, I, I just don't see any evidence in the, in the, in the Bible where it's like, Hey, keep that to yourself because we wouldn't want people to be impacted by it for the gospel. Right. I don't really like, I don't really, yeah, yeah, and I, 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 and I get it. And maybe when it comes to kids and, you know, per, you know, making sure that they're not exposed to maybe some of the struggles and things that they go through. I get that. But like, uh, I think God wants to use stories and uh, he can have mine. Yeah. And because I know a lot of artists have told me that they struggle with that, you know, that these they'll be like.
lost away on a lonely shore. I can see in your eyes, dear. It's hard to take for a moment more. We've got to burn the ships, cut the ties, send a flare into the night. Say a prayer, turn the tide, dry your tears and wave goodbye. Step into a new day. to kids and you know per, you know making sure that they're not exposed to maybe some of the struggles and things that they go through i get that but like uh, i think god wants to use stories 
and uh, he can have mine. Yeah, and because I know a lot of artists have told me that they struggle with that. You know that these they'll be like, oh, this song is going to be great, but it's too personal. I don't want. I don't know if it's going to be. And they get confused on whether or not uh, they should do that because it's. This is the one of the struggles a lot of people don't know about Christian artists is they don't have a lot of the the guidance and things like that. That maybe the mentorship that exists maybe in the in the the secular industry. So they make a lot of mistakes. You have to learn a lot of that on their own on their own. Uh, so they they don't kind of know what to do it but that was such a solid point uh that i i hope everyone hears that and goes you know what i'm i am gonna say god you can have my story uh because that i think that is i, I think one i think our future is an empty canvas right it's an empty canvas and if we just allow that relationship with god to paint our future we could do some amazing things um so let me ask you this real quick how when you when you found out you you fell in love with music, and when did it? When did you know that everything was absolutely changing? When did that moment happen? Well, uh, everything changing in the sense of like this is working. Like, not just you're not just a worshiper at church. <laughs> <now>. like, <laughs> like this, this is now the world knows about for King and Country. Man, I think that um, there was a before and after. We played the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And there was an absolute before and after from that. It was like, cause man, we were, you were working really hard and you're not sleeping well. And you're, you know, you're on, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're traveling around in a van and, and at the end of the day, you're, you've got this dream and, um, and not even a dream. I think you're just kind of putting your next foot in front of the other. You know, I think that sometimes we get really distracted by, I mean, look, Satan's the great deceiver. And uh, he tries to confuse us. That's his greatest weapon because he, he, can't, he can't tell you truth. He can just tell you lies. But yeah. he's really good at telling almost truths, right? And so I think for us, you know, we, we, we had this hope of what songs could do in someone's life. But I think that there becomes a point where it's like, man, is this a three-year endeavor? <laughs> or is this, is, this for the next, <laughs> is this for the next, you know, 10 years or so? And I think it was probably after the, after the Tonight Show. That was where things um, changed a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is, this might be a little bit more than that. Now, I noticed with you guys that you don't I, – I still struggle. And, I talked, again, I told David Crowder the same thing. I still struggle with – if someone asked me what style of music does King and Country play, I would say good music. I, I don't know – where to put you guys? I like I I can say CCM. I could say, you know, I mean I can say any. Like you guys have a love for so many different styles of music, and you found this amazing way to translate it all. And you know, I know dudes that you would think only listen to gangster rap, and they love for King and Country. Where does your musical influence come from? Man, I don't, you know, it's, it's, everyone, it's everyone. <laughs> well, I, you know what's funny about Joel and I? Um, we don't listen to a ton of music. That sounds so weird. <laughs> no, I actually like, knew you were going to say something like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm aware. I, I listen to kind of top 40 radio to stay um, modernized, if that makes sense, occasionally. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a dad of, you know, my wife and I, we have four kids. So, uh, I don't listen to it a ton because it's getting pretty, uh, very difficult to like, cause I'm cool. Like, man, if someone's just writing a clean, great song, I'm cool with my kids listen to it. And if it's not in, 
you know, if it's not in the genre of Christian music or whatever, the problem is, is that virtually doesn't exist anymore. 